season. Welcome back to another episode of Life in Pictures podcast. I bet you probably thought that we stopped doing these, and you're kind of right, but we're back. It's been a long summer, and it's been most of the fall now, too. But one thing is for sure, we have not stopped watching movies. We just quit talking about them for a while. Well, I mean, we just kept quit talking about them with you guys for a while. Yes, Stephanie's very important, and she was gone for a long time over the summer, so she couldn't record oh, podcasts, Lord. and I, I am less important than her, but I'm also lazy, so I couldn't record podcasts either. Yeah, so. to be fair, while I was traveling all over the country working, Travis and the children went to see every movie that was released this summer. So do you want to do just like a quick recap of your summer adventures at the movies? Sure. Like I've been saying on our old podcasts, I am not getting paid to say this, but Regal Unlimited came in very handy for us this summer because while Stephanie was away being important, we'd have to drive her to the airport. And then after we left the airport, we had to find something to do. So we'd go see all the cool movies over the summer and we didn't have to pay a whole bajillion dollars every time. That's the greatest thing that's ever invented. Invented My whole life, I have always said, I really wish that they would make an annual pass to the movies. And if they ever do, I'm totally getting it. And they did, and I finally got it, and it's awesome. Um, so over the summer, we saw, let's see, we saw The Little Mermaid, which we talked about. We saw The Haunted Mansion. We saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We saw Elemental. We saw um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We saw uh, Transformers, I think. Yeah, we saw the new Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Um, shoot. Do you remember any other ones, Colin? Not. I can't think of any. As of right now. We have a special guest on tonight. Um, oh. So we saw those over the summer. And that's a lot of movies to try to cover uh, in one episode. But if you heard anything on that list that you would like discussed more at length, feel free to interact with us on our social media profiles. We are at Life in Picks Pod on everything except for Facebook, where we are Life in Pictures podcast. So let me ask you a question, Colin. What was your favorite movie that you saw this summer? Hmm. It's probably a tie between Indiana Jones and Spider-Man. Okay, that's fair. Travis, what about you? That is a good question. Um... I don't know if I had a favorite necessarily for the summer. I don't know. I don't think there was one that was particularly better than it. I mean, I don't think any of them were bad, but I don't think any of them were like, oh, this is such a great movie that, you know, it would be my favorite either. Indiana Jones was kind of cool just to see, you know, him come back. I know it kind of catches a lot of grief whenever they do that sort of stuff. People like to hate on the new thing or you know they should have left it alone or whatever i didn't think it was that bad honestly um uh 
yeah. So I don't know. Transformers was cool, but it was cool. Like I don't know. Some of these movies, I see them and I'm like, maybe I would feel differently if I paid for the ticket every time that I went, as opposed to the the monthly charge with the unlimited. But being that you know you pay that once a month, I, I felt like I got my money's worth, you know, for all of that. I didn't get to see very many movies this summer because I was busy doing my job. She is busy being very important. Um, but I think my favorite summer movie would have been The Little Mermaid. I think they, yeah, I know we talked about this for an entire episode, so I won't talk about it now. But my favorite current movie situation is Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Whoop whoop. Does that really count as a movie, though? I don't know, but let me tell you that every single thing about that is so genius being able to watch it in a theater in a chair that reclines and sing and dance and all the things and have a snack genius being able to see her up close in rpx with the shaking seats genius and the ticket was 485 dollars cheaper than going to see it in person exactly so So, what's not to like honestly like a steal we actually went and saw it on olivia's birthday and she had a a Taylor Swift, um, it's in my birthday era shirt. And um, someone at the theater gave her a little friendship bracelet because they thought she was so cute. And um, yeah, it was great. But all of that to say, we are in October. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Was Ed Sheeran in the movie? No. Well, then that's not even worth it then. You can't see Ed Sheeran also, and Taylor Swift at the same like time. I would like to have an entire podcast dedicated to the fact that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are endgame, but that's another story for another time. And it has nothing to do with movies. And so blah, blah, don't blah. forget that. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, so it's October. It's spooky season. And we would be remiss not to talk about scary movies. Oh, side note. Uh, like I was saying, it has nothing to do with movies, but... Earlier today, we were discussing uh, music, and uh, we have different outlooks on music and uh, different artists and performers, and uh, Stephanie thought it might be good for us to discuss those on the show, and I thought it might be good for us to discuss them on her other podcast with our friend Stephanie, What's the Deal with This Pop Life, which also needs a resurrection. Uh, So if you think it would be a good idea to hear that here, you can also hit us up on our social medias and let us know. Uh, or if you think that's a topic, if you think this podcast should be kept movies and movies only, or possibly movies and TV, it is pictures. So that could, that could be TV and movies and oh, also, um, let us know. Sorry, uh, ADHD brain. Since we're talking about movies and possibly TV, um, last night we got this sad news that Matthew Perry passed away. Yes, and um, my. My heart is just like absolutely broken over this. Like I had a very sad day today and um, I, I think a lot of people feel that way because like the Friends cast is just part of our lives and to think about Chandler being gone is just awful. Um, but I know that in Matthew Perry's book, he said that he didn't want to only be remembered for being Chandler Bing, he wanted to be remembered for all the good things he had done for other people. So um, one of the good things he did for me was he brought a lot of joy and laughter into my life. Um, His movies are hilarious. He was hilarious. Um, I didn't know him personally, obviously, 
but um, I rewatched Friends when I was recovering from cancer and um, even now seeing episodes 500 times later, they still make me laugh like nothing else does. So um, he will definitely be remembered for the joy that he brought to many, many people. Well, I did know Matthew Perry personally. I'm actually really tight with the whole cast of Friends. And, uh, you know, it was rough on... No, I, I don't obviously know any of them personally. But um, that was sad news for me as well. I always enjoy his performances uh, on Friends and otherwise. Um, I actually just recently had read his book. And in his book, uh, he talked about all the kind of the rough things that he went through um, with his addictions and medical issues and things like that and how he had kind of finally gotten over that and how things were sort of going better for him and then this happened so that was uh, it was sad to it would have been sad to hear that anyway but it was especially sad after reading all of that uh, yeah. to know that so yeah man that's rough that's... um so on a lighter note um we are going to talk about scary movies. Um, there are two in particular that have come out this season that we're going to address on the podcast this evening. We're going to begin with Five Nights at Freddy's while we have Colin with us because he is a big fan and he can tell us a little bit of the backstory. I really don't know any of the backstory um, and kind of maybe give us some of his thoughts and opinions on the movie. And then we're also going to talk about the... Um, prime movie totally killer which is uh set in the 80s and um was a lot of fun i think it's called a horror comedy is what they branded it um so let's start by talking about five nights at freddy's yeah so colin and i went to go see five nights at freddy's yesterday at regal with our regal unlimited subscription not sponsored not sponsored if they would like to pay me i'll take it though um and, uh, you know, Stephanie, let the record show, was home, but she did not go with us. So, however, now if you find yourself in the position where you would like to go see Five Nights at Freddy's, but you just can't make it to the theater or whatever your situation may be, you can also stream it right now on Peacock. And that's exactly what Stephanie did today so that she would know what she was talking about for this episode. See, I always do my research. And uh, like we said, Colin's been a fan of the games, games plural, it's not just one game, um, for a long time. Uh, I remember when he was, um, I don't know, probably six or seven, maybe even younger than that, uh, him telling me that he wanted to play these games and we found them on the computer and we tried them out and everything and... Um, he really enjoyed them, and then you know they announced that they were making this movie, and he was interested in it from the beginning, and so we decided that we wanted to see this in the theater as opposed to watching it at home. But it's also really cool because a lot of times when you see something in the theater, you want to see it again, or I want to see it again if it's a really good movie, and I don't always necessarily want to drive back out to the theater and see it, but sometimes it's cool if you can watch it at home too. And then you have the luxury of like pausing it and rewinding it and looking for details and, you know, you, you can get up and get a drink or whatever, what have you. Um, so it's cool that they have both of those options available. Um, so, yeah, so we went to go see this yesterday and uh, 
we had a really great time. And um, I'll let Colin kind of talk about his experience with it a little bit. Okay, so yesterday I went to see the movie and um when the movie started it kind of it kind of opens with this the security guard worried and trying to find some way to get out of this place this pizza place so, sort of similar to Chuck E Cheese so anyway he's trying to get out and he goes through these vents he finally gets out of the vents and he hears humming and then it flashes a shadow of a fox looking thing thingy and he runs towards an exit door he pushes on the handlebars and the handlebars don't work so he pushes over and over again panicking then he hears the humming again and the fox comes he sees the fox he screams and then it cuts to the security guard in this like machine that is used for murder and he see <laughs> he sees he sees this animatronic mask slowly coming towards him with blades and such all over it he he tries to twist and he's locked down to this chair he tries to twist the screws on the chain the not the chains the restraints restraints but Unfortunately for the security guard, he fails and is killed. Well, so that's kind of how you're in, you're introduced to this story, and it kind of starts a little bit in the middle like that, where you don't, if you're not familiar with the story, it, it doesn't really start out explaining things to you. So why don't why don't you explain the premise of Five Nights at Freddy's, Colin? Okay, the premise the premise of Five Nights at Freddy's, I like the origin or the reason, the the reason the, I can't think of the right word. Anyway, so you're you're a security guard at Freddy's and you're working the night shift. You work six hours, twelve. What what is Freddy's? Tell them what Freddy's is. Freddy's is an abandoned pizza place that was big in the eighties but shut down. But the owner does not want to give it up yet, so he is still hiring a security guard. And so in the game, you're, you are that security yes, guard. Yes, in the game, you are that security and, and guard. And the object is to make it through the night. The object is to make it through the night. The animatronics, however, can move, and they are trying to get to your office and... Kill you. Kill you. <laughs> and, and you have to you let ha- them you, not kill you. You have to... Check the cameras to see where they are, find out where they are, and you have a light button and a door button on each side, the left hallway and the right hallway. If you if you if you don't see the animatronics anywhere far away from your office and you see them really close to your office, shine the light on whatever hallway it says they are on. If they're there, close that door. However, if you if you close the door and shine the light and check the cameras too many times your power will go out freddy will play a little lullaby and next thing you know you'll be dead yeah so basically the the premise of this game is that you're a security guard in this old rundown x pizza place similar to a chuck e cheese if you've ever been to chuck e cheese you're probably familiar with the animatronic band that they have there um 
like Colin was saying, it, this is like creepy ass Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. So like, and you know, you're the security guard there, so you have to make sure that they don't come and get you. And I guess you have to make it through five nights. I'm not. I haven't played the game that much to be honest with you. But that's that's it in a nutshell, basically. So the movie is like a movie adaptation of that. Um, so why don't we just kind of give a basic summary of what happens in the movie, and then we'll talk about you know scenes that we enjoyed and our personal insights and things. Um, and as always, what do we like to say on this show before we start talking about movies? Spoilers ahead! Spoiler alert! If you have not seen this movie and you do not want to hear spoilers, go watch the movie and then come back and listen. Because we're going to talk about it from the point of view as if you have already seen it and you just want to come hang out with us and talk about it. So this movie stars uh, Josh Hutcherson. He plays the um, security guard. Um, he's a security guard at a mall and he beats up this guy because he thinks this guy is um, kidnapping a child and he has trauma because his brother was kidnapped when he was a kid. Um, flash forward, he's an adult now and he has to get another job. So he ends up getting this job at uh, the Freddy Pizza Place and he's the overnight security guard that's just supposed to make sure that nothing bad happens then all this creepy stuff starts to go down. We find out that the animatronics are alive. They're alive. Um, he brings his little sister and they want to play with her, but really they want to uh, make her one of their own. And hijinks ensue and there's, you know, um, scary things that happen. And in the end, he saves his sister and there is room for a sequel um also the guy that gives him that job is it's matthew lillard better known as Stu from scream side note since it's scary october and colin has been getting a little older he's been a little more curious about horror movies as of late and not wanting to throw him into the deep end we started him off with a few horror movies and which movie did you see recently buddy I saw the original Scream from 1996. Scream! Starring none other than Matthew Lillard. Yes. Um, so that was kind of cool that he was also in this movie. Um, yeah, so basically, that's it. In a nutshell, he gets this gig as a security guard. Stuff happens. He's got to save his sister. If you've seen the movie, which hopefully you have, if you're getting made it this far in the podcast, you already know what happened. Uh, so let's talk about what we thought was cool. In the movie. So interestingly enough, I pretty much, I knew Matthew Lillard was going to be the bad guy. I knew it too. And I don't know if I, like, if I figured, because Colin told me that's the bad guy. And I didn't, oh. I don't know if like that subconsciously stuck in my head and I, and I went into it knowing that, or if I had like, it was partly that and partly figuring it out or, or what, but like. I just, for me, it was like one of those things like, oh, this is, they're going to try and make you think. But then. When he comes out as the rabbit, as the yellow rabbit, the minute he speaks, I uh, knew it was Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Like, the voice gives him away. Um, what, what did you think about that with him being one of the killers in the original Scream and also being the bad guy in this movie? Hmm. I, I thought that kind of like, I don't know, that kind of made me feel like he reprised his role, even though it, they're two different franchises in two different movies 
So maybe he's just like a bad guy, like he's good at playing the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cut, um... A little side note about the yellow rabbit. They don't say it in the movie, but his name is Springtrap. Oh. And those spring locks play a big role. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense. Yeah. I liked seeing, what's that, What's his name again? Josh? Josh Hutcherson. Hutcherson? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing him because Stephanie said told me that he was most known for being in the Hunger Games. Now, I'm sure he is. I, I never really watched the Hunger Games. I think I saw the first one like one time. But the, the thing that I know him from is this show on Hulu called Future Man, which if you haven't seen that, I would check that out. It's really funny, and it's also pretty well written. Um, it's a time travel comedy. Uh, so I thought it was cool to see him come back. Like I really enjoyed his performance in Future Man, and it was cool to see him you know, landing other roles. Um, so that was cool. Uh, side note about the Hunger Games. I think there's two better versions of the Hunger Games out there. The Running Man and The Condemned starring Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, you should check those out if you haven't seen them and you like The Hunger Games. Maybe you might uh, agree with me. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Check them out, though. They're good movies. Um, so I enjoyed seeing him. Uh, I enjoyed Matthew Lillard's performance, even though he wasn't in the movie for very long. I just... He's like a... Like, I don't know. He's one of those actors when you see him... He's just like a funny guy. Like it's yeah. you're like, "Oh yeah, that guy. It's he's a cool guy. Like I like him and, and stuff." And it's interesting like you can't help but like him yeah. even when he's the killer. He's funny. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Like yeah. I don't know. And uh So that was cool some of the, you know, the actors and whatnot. Um I I just I kind of enjoyed seeing the adaptation to live action from the video games because I I was a little bit familiar with the video games, um so that was cool. I'm not as familiar as as other movies that I've seen that ad- adapted video games, but I was somewhat familiar with such as Mario or Sonic, right? With this um, franchise, and um, oh, I, one thing that I also enjoyed, which wasn't really in the movie. But um, this is something that Regal did. It might not be limited to Regal. I think it's at other theaters as well. But um, if your theater serves pizza, uh, some of the theaters are serving it in a Freddy Fazbear's pizza box. So it's like a it's like a a souvenir prop you get to take with you if you order the pizza at the snack bar. I got one. And Colin got one. So. That was cool. I enjoyed that. Um, what about you, Colin? Do you have any particular your, scenes yeah. that stand out to you? What was your favorite you? part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie is when Matthew Lillard dies. So when the bad guy dies? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Murder. What what about is there anything that you didn't like about the movie? Do you think they got anything wrong or they could have done better? Um, yeah, there were some things that they did wrong. I feel like like, because in the movie, there's a scene where people break in and the animatronics kill them, which they do kill people, right, but in the whole movie, they never really, like, go for the security guard. They just they just kind of, like, acknowledge that he's there. They don't really try to mess with him or anything, which definitely isn't game accurate, because the entire point of the game is trying to survive from them but it's pretty easy when they're not going for you okay that's a good point yeah 
Anything else about that particular movie? Um, I like. Do you about, think it what, needs a sequel? Um, maybe if they, I, I don't know. Maybe if they explained more things. No, no. I think it does need a sequel because it definitely. Like left me asking for questions, but that's really the only reason it needs a sequel. What What about some of the Easter eggs that you pointed out when we were watching it? Um. Hmm. Let me think. Oh, the the balloon mascot thingy that the that Mike, aka Josh Hutcherson, or the taxi driver gets scared about. He is a character from the second game called Balloon Boy. And he steals your flashlight because he's annoying. And, um, I didn't find this, I didn't realize this until after, but you know how when the girl walks into that, you know, storage closet and, like, she sees Freddy and she's like, what the heck? You know how she looks at, like, a scrapped dog thingy? So, that is Sparky in, I think... You can see that in the maintenance room in the actual game, but I could be wrong about that. All I know is he, like, he is a character from Five Nights at Freddy's, but, like, he's not, he doesn't try to kill you because he's scrapped. And that, speaking of his, speaking of Sparky, the restaurant that the ants, um, the the fat guy and (laughs) the, the babysitter and her brother are talking at her aunt's lawyer her aunt's lawyer whatever the fat guy the fat guy (laughs) anyway so he um uh that restaurant is also called sparky's uh um isn't the waiter someone yeah what about oh yeah the the waiter is um the waiter is someone on youtube that does a bunch of theories on five nights at freddy's and like his the thing he says all the time is that's just a theory and he said that in the movie when he's talking to them oh very nice all right well um, what about the taxi driver wasn't he also a youtuber he was but i'm not really familiar with him i just know he is one okay well thank you colin for coming to hang with us we're gonna let you skedaddle on out of here so we'll pause and we will pick up in just a minute all right, we're back. And we're going to talk now about Totally Killer. I know you guys can't, you obviously would have no way of knowing this, but I just want you to know before we came back, I did the countdown where I said five, four, three, and then I did two and one silently, which is a reference from Wayne's World. And I thought it was funny, so yeah. I thought you might enjoy it okay, too. Okay, so he always does this, and he he tells me every time that it's a reference from Wayne's World. Because she doesn't get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, it's a thing they do for real in TV shows, but that's that's the reason I'm doing it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Okay, so now that Colin's not in here, we have to tell you about his first time watching Scream. Um, we're probably going to parent jail because... Okay, first of all, let me back up and tell you that Scream is one of my favorite um, scary movie franchises. Actually, it is my favorite scary movie franchise, mostly because I don't really love scary movies and for me scream works that perfect balance between comedy and horror and it's like 
a little bit scary, but not that scary. Like you can still be a chicken shit like I am and like enjoy those movies. So I saw Scream a million and five times. Um, I, I can quote it forwards and backwards. And it's just one of those movies that I saw over and over again, like Clueless and Mean Girls. It holds the same kind of uh, spot for me. But also when I was a kid, we watched scary movies. We watched like Freddy and Jason and like all kinds of things when we were much younger. Yeah, uh, so, I used to watch those all the time, like my brother and I. Yeah. And they would have them on TV. Right. And I think now it's different because you don't, or, I mean, I'm sure some people do, but like in our house, we just, we have internet and we don't have cable. So we have, you know, streaming services and, and YouTube and stuff. So you don't really like catch movies just playing on TV anymore, channel surfing really. Like it's usually if you're going to watch something, like you're seeking it out most of the time, which is good and bad. Um, But I think that just kind of goes to show that the different approaches that our generation maybe went through or were exposed to versus today. For sure. They didn't have ratings on TV shows or it was just sort of like, here it is, you know. But yeah, so we were just we we'd seen those things a lot younger. And yes, of course, we probably did see the TV version that was a little bit toned down. Well, you would see it on TV. I don't know about you, but like you'd see it on TV and then you'd go to like Blockbuster and you'd rent the real one, you know? Yeah. And then you'd be able to tell, oh, they cut that part out. Or, you know, they that guy didn't say that. He said this is what he really said, you know? Yeah. So, basically, I, you know, I thought, okay, he, Colin's kind of been getting a little bit interested in, like, the scary movie genre. Um, he tried to watch Stranger Things and he had kind of a hard time with it. But Stranger Things is a little creepy. Like, I will give it that. Like, it's a little creepy. So I was like, you know what? Scream is a great movie. Let's start with that one. So um, we got through the first murder and um, Colin was very clearly traumatized by it. So we had to stop. Um, and... We kind of just put it on the back burner for a little while because he was uh, very upset by it. Um, and of course, he, he is very empathetic. And so his thinking was like, her parents were so close. They were right there. They could have saved her. And oh, no, they're going to find her like that. And that's just so terrible. So he was very upset by those kinds of things like, um, and just took it from a very uh, real perspective. And... Unfortunately, in Scream, not unfortunately, like it was purposeful, but the, the scariest kill is that first one. Like yeah. that's that's the scariest one. And that's just to draw you in. Um, so I, I would just say you might call it a parenting fail. I don't think I would view it that way because here's why we we told him, hey, look, you've been asking questions about these movies lately. We don't want to start you out with something that's super crazy scary. Why don't you watch Scream because it's not as scary as some of these other movies and see how you do with it. Yeah. And we and were we watching did, it with him. And we were watching it with him. Yeah. And he didn't do well. So we stopped it. We didn't say too bad you're watching this when he was clearly upset. We stopped it. We explained to him, listen, this isn't as bad. All the rest of the movie isn't going to be as bad as his first scene. They right. make the first scene more yeah. intense to draw you into it. 
We put on a different movie to calm him down. We watched Ocean's Eleven, which is a great movie as well. Now, obviously not a horror movie, but if you haven't seen that, check that out too. Um, we should do an episode on that. We should Those do Ocean's that. movies are amazing. And, and then later on, I talked to him and explained that to him. And I said, hey, listen, why don't you watch the rest of this movie and you can watch it up until the next point where a murder is going to happen. And then that way you they build the characters and you get to know these people and why you need to care about them and what the story is and everything. And if you watch that and you want to know that story and you want to keep going, you can keep going. And mm-hmm. if you don't, then you don't have to. But just so you know, the rest of these scenes aren't going to be as bad as that first one. And then I told him a little bit about horror movies where I'm like, you know, a lot of these things, they want you to think that it's scarier than it is. They're trying to scare you. But when you actually take a step back and look at them, it's not as scary as you make it out to be in your mind. And he watched the rest of it with me and he was fine. And like, I think that's good that we sort of had him face a fear and overcome it. And we didn't force him to overcome it. Like, he did it on yeah, his own. Yeah, he decided he wanted to watch... It was his choice to want to watch the rest of the movie, to go back and watch it again. We didn't say, you have to do this. And it wasn't the same day. It wasn't even the same week. Um, but he ended up really liking yeah. the movie. Yeah, he enjoyed it. So, um, I would yeah. call that a parenting win. Okay, well, we'll take it. Um, so, Totally Killer is uh, an Amazon Prime movie, actually. And yes, you can watch it. Included with your Amazon Prime membership. Yes. Um, I I don't know how else you can watch it. Maybe you can buy it if you don't. You probably, I would if imagine. If you don't have so. Prime, yeah. I'm not sure. If you, I'm sure you you at this point you are probably somewhat familiar with Amazon. So. So the premise of this <laughs> movie is that this girl, she's a teenager. Her mom is very very overprotective of her on Halloween. Because her three friends were murdered on Halloween 35 years ago. Um, So she goes out to this party or concert or something that her dad drives her to. And she ends up, the mother ends up getting murdered. And so the girl is obviously devastated and... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What didn't we say yet? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oh, well. We said that in the beginning of the episode. So I guess if you made it this far, you should know we're going to spoil stuff. Yeah, we spoil everything. That's what we do over here. Okay. Get used to it. Um, (laughs) Although we didn't really give away anything important yet. But just so you know, this one's getting spoiled too. Yeah. So her same rules apply. Her mother gets killed and she's obviously heartbroken and wants to find out who did it. And, um, her friend's mom had built this sort of time machine in a photo booth at a broken down carnival. And I think it was her friend that built it. Well, I think the plans were the mother's. Well, okay. whatever. So somebody, her friend or the friend's mom, they collaborated on this time machine that didn't work. And then the killer is chasing her and then he stabs the the photo booth the photo booth and ah she goes back in time to the 1980s yes 1987 and at that time um it was before any of those girls were murdered and her mother was alive and her mother is this um 
very popular kind of mean girl um, and her friends are mean girls and her dad's this like hot guy that she's all into and then she realizes it's her dad. <laughs> um, so basically she's trying to stop the murders from happening but it doesn't really go as planned and so hijinks ensue and things change in the future and um, it's some, got... some of the things that change are as a result of her actions in the past. Yes. So. so it's got some like back to the future undertones. It's got some, you know, fun nostalgia. And they, they actually call out back to the future by name. Yes, they do. Several times. Several times. Um, it was just a fun movie. I thought it was, you know, fun. And then um, the killer was... The actual killer was a surprise, but then the other part was not a surprise. Yeah. Now, I enjoyed them kind of giving some nods to Back to the Future. I think you can't really do... I mean, you can do a time travel movie without, you know... But I think that's kind of the standard for time travel movies. Now, if if you know me at all, uh, or if you don't know me you will find out that uh, Back to the Future is my all-time favorite movie series ever. Um, I have seen those movies countless times uh, in the theaters and at home. Um, And I would like to do a series of these podcasts here, and I've been kind of holding back on doing it because I'm just kind of afraid that I'm not going to do it justice. But... Uh, that's beside the point. Anyway, I thought it was cool that they called that out in the, um, in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and to see some of the similarities, like her meeting her parents and realizing that she prob she might not have gotten along with her parents when they were her age, mm-hmm. which is a big theme of Back to the Future. And they're very very different than how they behave. Right, which is also happens in yeah. Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, it was like they acknowledged it without, like, completely ripping it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And I thought it did that really good job of being funny and a little bit scary, but not so scary that it's, like, intimidating or not so gory that you don't want to watch it. Um, I actually, I thought it was really good. So if you haven't seen it and you you like a little bit more of a um, a tamer movie, I would call it tame, Um the comedy for me was the uh, the sheriff was hilarious. Um, the comedy was really good in it, and um, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I called out who the killer was immediately. Yeah, I mean I think that one was obvious, but the yeah. other part, uh huh, I don't I had no idea yeah. you know, until they revealed it. Um, so she ends up, of course, saving her mom. But because she gets her parents together sooner, she finds out when she gets back to um, 2023 that she has a 30-year-old brother, or 34-year-old brother. So uh, mom and dad got pregnant right away. They wasted no time. No time. Um, yeah, so I think that's, I mean, there's, you know, not a lot to say without giving away the whole movie, I think. But um, I did enjoy that. But also... You should have already seen it if you're listening to this by now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Possibly. So one other thing before we close out, because we do kind of want to stick to that spooky, scary skeleton theme. 
What is your favorite horror movie series? Hit us up. Life in Picks Pod on everything except for Facebook. And on Facebook, Life in Pictures Podcast. Well, I was actually asking you, but yes, you all as well as listeners, what is your favorite? But Travis, particularly, oh. what is your favorite? Okay. Well, horror movie suddenly franchise? somebody cares what I think all of a sudden. Mm. Um, I would answer. say that my favorite horror franchise of all time is Psycho. Okay. Um, if you've been listening to this show from the beginning, you might recall that we started this show out by discussing all of the Psycho films. And that was actually the, the genesis of this show was that um, Mother's Day was coming up and I thought I should do an episode on Psycho on my original podcast, Under the Radar with Travis McLeod, which has also kind of been a little bit since I've done an episode of. But there's plenty of episodes out there for you to listen to if you want to check that out. Uh, and then Stephanie said, why don't I come on it too and we'll just make a new show? And I said, well, that could work too. And here we are. Um, but I really enjoy uh, that series. Uh, like I talked about on those episodes, um, the way that I was uh, exposed to that series was the first time that I went to Universal Studios in Orlando and they had a whole Alfred Hitchcock show and they talked about Psycho as part of it. And it sounded like an interesting premise to me. And my mom had told me that she had seen it. And I guess, you know, she had seen it like 30 years before that. So she didn't really remember a lot of it. And I was like, well, I want to know what happened. So, you know, we went out and got it and I watched it and I, you know, I saw the sequels and I, I thought it was good. So I think that's probably my favorite outside of that. Probably like Nightmare on Elm Street and then Friday the 13th. Um, I don't know. There's so many of them, you know, but like screen, the scream franchise. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, it would definitely be the scream franchise because like I said, I don't, um, necessarily like anything that's too gory or too scary or, you know, too realistic. Uh, like I have a lot of, um, criteria for <laughs> horror movies that I'm willing to watch, um, now, when I was a younger kid, I was all about those Freddy movies. But now, as an adult, it just, um, they just creep me out a little bit. I'm not as bothered by, like, Jason or Michael Myers because, like, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know, different because he, they don't talk. And, like, like we were watching Jason X. Is that what we were watching the yes, other day? Yes, Jason X, which is probably the greatest Jason movie ever. And it's not great because it's great. It's, it's great because it's terrible. It's, so, and it's bad. so terrible that it crosses over to being great. You know, if you're watching a movie and like you're literally just like, this is so bad. Now, Jason X is interesting because it came out at a time I was working at the movie theater when this came out. And I think I saw this movie like five or six times. We saw it, right? Yeah, we yeah. saw it together. And then I think like a bunch of my friends one by one were like, I haven't seen that movie yet. I'm like, let's go see it. So just sort of coincidentally, I ended up watching it a bunch of times. And it's so terrible. Like the production value. I didn't realize this, but watching it over last night, I was like the production value of this movie. It looks like it's a TV show on the CW or something. Mm -hmm. Just the production value, the quality of the acting, like everything. It's so like Bad. not a good movie, but it is because it's fun to watch it be terrible. 
like a train wreck. I don't know. You can't look away from it, you know? So bad. Um, also, I noticed that in the beginning, um, when Jason thaws out because they're in space and he was cryogenically frozen. Well, he wasn't in space yet in the beginning. Okay. Well, he was cryogenically frozen and then they went into space. Yes. But anyway, so when he defrosts, at first he has hair and then all of a sudden he's like just a brain. Yeah. <laughs> like his whole head is just a brain. How did... What? I also appreciate the fact that the final Friday was called Jason Goes to Hell. That's just a great title to me. Like, is it a horror movie? Is it a fun adventure? We don't know. But it's it's such an awesome title. It was called Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday. And then it wasn't the Final Friday because they had Jason X and Freddy versus Jason. But at the time, it was the final one. Also, like, the whole Jason can't be killed thing is very strange to me. Yeah. They've, you know, blown him up, shot him, burned him, what, uh, froze him. What else is there left to do? Yeah. But he, like, why is he superhuman? I don't know. I guess, I guess we're not. They, they probably explain it. It's, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I remember watching the original Friday the 13th. I don't know if I could tell you what happened in it today. You know, I know I've seen a few of them that it's just kind of like, you know, I don't think I've seen any of them enough times to really recount. Oh, yeah, that's the one where this happens kind of thing. Oh, I think you I know. could I could recount the original Freddy movie for sure. I know. Yeah. I mean, so I probably more Freddy. I think I've seen more Freddy than like I've seen more Nightmare on Elm Streets than Friday the 13th. Um, one, but, two, Freddy's coming for you. I've been Freddy versus Jason where he starts singing that. And he's like, do you know why they say that? Because that's when he comes for you. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. That was a funny movie. Yeah. And then they had that rip off like Jason Mewes character. They yeah. totally ripped him off. The Anyways. guy I think was supposed to be Silent Bob too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Um. All right. Well, I think we've talked at you enough for today. Yeah, this we... is this is your fix of scary movies. You have two days to binge all the scary movies you want, and then <gasps> it's going to be Christmas. Christmas. I mean, it's technically going to be Thanksgiving and then Christmas, but you know they don't Maybe have that many Thanksgiving movies. Home. So um, we wanted to try to get this one in before we crossed over into Christmas territory. But it's not like Christmas. See, so, you started it. Look what you started. So, uh, anyways. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us talk about spooky, sp scary movies today. Um, we are sorry we have been away for so long. We will try to do a better job. Also, if you would like me to talk with Stephanie Walsh over at... What's the deal with this pop life? And have my friend Travis here be a guest as we discuss all of the pop things like Britney's new book and the new NSYNC song. Um, wait, hit wait. us up. We're just friends now? That's kind my, of... My super hot husband. That's kind of a messed up way to find this out. But like, all right. My super hot husband. My super hot husband. Who is not going to be Travis Kelsey for Halloween, by the way. I really want him to be Travis Kelsey. Guys, tell him how he should be Travis Kelsey. I have like four different Taylor Swift looks, and he doesn't want to be Travis Kelsey. Nope. His name's already Travis. I'm it's gonna perfect. Be, nope, I don't, I don't want to do that. Anyway. 
Um, so, yes. I think Travis Kelsey's a cool guy. I just don't want to be him for Halloween. Fine. Anyway. He's Endgame. If you would like to hear more about how I think that they're Endgame, please hit us up. On or if you'd like to, act, like to like us to talk actually about the movie Endgame, Avengers, where everybody got that saying from. Yeah. Just, just so you know. Or just, we could talk about the Eras tour. Yeah. We could do that too. Anyway, we could sit here and drone this on and on for another 10 minutes, but we're not going to do that to you because we love you guys. So go and like and share on all the platforms. Hit us up on our socials. Um, tell us what your favorite scary movie franchise is. Tell us how you want us to um, debate artistry versus performance over on the other podcast with Steph. And um, yeah, thanks for listening to Life and Pictures podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. See you next time.